You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming right up right now.
We would, of course, like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. Or, of course, uh, on the friendly internet. That's CITR.ca for live streaming. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course we have a whole slew of uh, marvelous music to play for you, jazz style, and uh, we carry on until well after midnight. We do this every Monday night right here at radio station CITR, located on the lovely campus of the University of British Columbia, right here in Vancouver. And this evening, our jazz feature, very special man. I'm talking about trombonist Frank Rossellino. Frank Rossellino was one of the foremost voices of the trombone, and he definitely carved a place for himself as one of the trombone's most fluid and flexible exponents. Rossellino actually ranks with J.J. Johnson, Vincent Gardner, uh, Vincent Gardner, um, Carl Fontana, Robin Eubanks, Bill Watrous, Jimmy Cleveland, as a trombone virtuoso. His uh, technique was beyond question. Frank Rossellino was born in, in Detroit, August 20th, 1926, and he cut his musical teeth with all kinds of people like Milt Jackson, Thad Jones, um, Hank and Elvin Jones, uh, Kenny Burrell, Paul Chambers, and many other future jazz stars that uh, moved on later on to New York City. And um, soon Frank was touring in big bands, and of course he developed his uh, reading skills uh, to a T, and of course learned how to uh, blend in a horn section and do all that kind of stuff that's necessary. Playing in big bands in those days, and there were a lot of them around, touring bands, um, even though the, uh, the so-called big band era was winding down, that still provided work for many, many musicians, and, and uh, Frank Rossellino was one of them. And they were able to, it was like going to school. Um, young people today go to university and go to places like Capilano College or, or UBC Music School or wherever to uh, uh, hone their skills and, and uh, learn all kinds of things. But back in the old days, they didn't have any schools for jazz, and your big bands were really places that you learned. You learned from older musicians. You learned the uh, ways and <laughs> all that stuff about being on the road, and uh, you grew up very quickly as well. So Frank, um, interestingly enough, developed very quickly, and um, he actually gigged in 1952 with none other than Charlie Parker. But he really rose to national fame when he joined the great Stan Kenton Orchestra of the time. And the Kenton Orchestra was full of incredible jazz stars, people like Lee Konitz, uh, Maynard Ferguson, uh, Sam Noto, um, Stan Levy, Don Bagley. All these people uh, were in Kenton's band at the time. And I must say, 
the band, uh, the addition uh, or several editions of the band from, say, 1952 to 1954 actually swung. Mm-hmm. I may be taken to task for that one, but uh, whatever. Anyway, Rossellino was in that band, and he was also uh, had some feature solos. And one of his most famous was a piece called Frank Speaking. And uh, he certainly uh, did that uh, through his trombone. After his tenure with Canton, uh, like a lot of uh, uh, ex-Cantonites, he sal- settled in Los Angeles um, because that was a lucrative scene. You could make a lot of money in Los Angeles uh, if you were good enough to play in um, movie studios, uh, the TV studios, all that kind of stuff, and also play a lot of jazz. So the, the studio gigs, of course, um, were very, very good for the budget. And, uh, of course, the, the jazz gigs were for your love of music. And Rossellino did both of those. And he, uh, his trombone style was not the kind of cool, restrained uh, style that was sort of associated with West Coast jazz. Rossellino was uh, a busy player. He was outgoing and um, all that kind of stuff. You'll hear that in his his playing. Um, He was also a man that you always wanted to have on a gig. He had an incredible sense of humor. And, of course, musicians sometimes play the most miserable of gigs. Um, I can describe uh, many that I played. I'm sure every musician has has miserable gig stories. So, and and Rossellino was um, a working musician, so he played a lot of these things. But he he could lift everybody out of of their uh, uh, boredom and misery by, by just his presence. And uh, he was so well-loved. Sad to say uh, there was a dark side to Frank Rossellino that very few people even knew existed. And it was basically undisclosed mental illness and manic depression. And sad to say it was to blame for his suicide and the death of his son that took place November 26, 1978 at his home in Van Nuys, uh, which was a suburb of Los Angeles. And it was a very sad end to uh, a a jazz great and a well-loved player. Frank was only 52. Now, Jazz Feature is an album that we're going to be playing this evening. It's called Free For All, not to be associated with the Art Blakey album of the same name. This this is a totally different album. This, uh, Frank used to tell people that this was his very favorite album. And it was never issued, sad to say, until years after his death. So he never saw the uh, legitimate issue of this album. It was recorded in 1958, just before Christmas, December 22, 1958, in Los Angeles uh, with a hand-picked band. Frank picked everyone in the band. And it was produced by the great David Axelrod, who, who was... Uh, behind a lot of wonderful uh, musical productions. One of them uh, especially um, was Harold Land's album called The Fox. And that kind of shook up everybody's idea of what West Coast jazz was all about. And this album was really meant to have the same aim. However, it never came out. 
much to the frustration of both Axelrod and, and Frank Rossellino. And uh, the explanation for that has never been very clear. Anyway, we have the album. It was finally issued in 1986. And, of course, that was several years after uh, Rossellino's passing. But it was such a welcome album, and that's what we're going to hear this evening. So this hand-picked quintet consisted of Frank Rossellino on trombone, Harold Land on tenor saxophone, who's one of the most magnificent musicians, and I really valued his friendship over the years. One of the great, great players. On piano, none other than Victor Feldman. And on bass, the walker himself, not me, Leroy Vinegar on bass. And, of course, on drums, the great and incredible and the always swinging Stan Levy. So this is the lineup. And, of course, uh, the tunes here, they're all well chosen by Mr. Rossellino, um, and he was responsible for the arrangements uh, of the standards, and uh, he also composed a couple of original compositions. So we begin with a very familiar tune written by Cole Porter called Love for Sale, and Love for Sale is Frank's arrangement. The second tune is uh, a beautiful Slows everything down for a minute. A beautiful tune by Victor Feldman called Twilight. Then a tune written by Harry Nemo called Don't Take Your Love From Me. And then a Stan Levy original follows that, tune number four, and it's called Chris D. And that's a hip little bebop tune and um, really, really nice line. Then Mr. Rossellino takes over. Um, Mr. Land is not on this particular track, and Mr. Rossellino is the foremost voice in Hoagie Carmichael's famous Stardust. Then we get to the title track, tune number six, Free For All, written by Frank Rossellino. And then uh, an old standard tune uh, that's well-loved by just about every jazz musician and also well-played as well. Another version of There Is No Greater Love, written by Ism Jones. And the final tune is a Frank Rossellino original, a little tricky tune that he calls Sneaky Oso. So this is it. This is the album, Free For All, as I said, recorded just before Christmas in 1958 in Los Angeles, the Frank Rossellino sextet with Harold Land on tenor saxophone, Victor Feldman on piano, Leroy Vinegar on bass, and Stan Levy on drums. Enjoy. This is our jazz feature this evening. Thank you. 
Our jazz feature this evening, one of the world's great trombone players, and I'm talking about the late and wonderful and sadly departed, Frank Rossellino. As I mentioned before, he was born in Detroit, August 20th, 1926, and uh, passed away November 26th, 1978, at his home in Van Nuys. Mr. Rossellino, of course, was well-loved by so many people, and, of course, uh, his uh, ebullient trombone style, there's uh, really none other like it. And obviously, he was a virtuoso trombonist and uh, created his own... um, his own very identifiable style. This uh, album that we finished listening to called Free For All was uh, recorded, as I mentioned earlier, just before Christmas in 1958. And it was produced by the great David Axelrod, who had done uh, a number of marvelous productions. And, And it was David's idea to present West Coast musicians um, defining uh, or redefining what people thought of as West Coast jazz. And um, a lot of people thought of West Coast jazz as being bland, uh, bloodless, and um, overarranged, all this kind of stuff. And, and Axelrod uh, understood that uh, this wasn't the case. This was uh, strictly the recording companies. The musicians themselves um, were every bit as fiery and swinging as their New York counterparts. And uh, he wanted uh, this album to be kind of part of that uh, idea. And unfortunately, for a variety of totally unknown reasons, um, Mr. Rossellino had no explanation of it when he was still around. And Mr. Axelrod had no explanation of why this album never came out. Maybe legalities, who knows. It never came out until 1986, and that was um, a number of years after Frank Rossellino's death, um, sad to say. So he didn't see the issue of this album. And it was also an album that he talked about so uh, to so many people that he was very proud of. He said, it's the best thing I've ever done. And uh, all the recording I've done, this is it. And uh, what a beautiful band and raved about it. Nobody, nobody had ever heard the record, sad to say, until 1986. It's a long time. Anyway, we have it now, and we heard it this evening. This was our jazz feature. The album is called Free For All, and it featured uh, Frank Rossellino on tenor saxophone, Harold Land, one of the greats on tenor saxophone, Harold, uh, is Frank Rossellino on trombone, not tenor saxophone. Harold Land is on tenor saxophone. Victor Feldman, um, an English export, and of course uh, was a big part of the Los Angeles recording scene. Victor Feldman on piano, Leroy Vinegar on bass, and the great Stan Levy on drums. And we heard eight tunes that made up this album. And all the arrangements uh, for the tunes are all by Frank Rossellino. The first one was Cole Porter's Love for Sale. The second tune was uh, a slow ballad-type thing written by Victor Feldman entitled Twilight. Tune number three was a great old standard called Don't Take Your Love From Me. 
Tune number four was an original, a turkey bebop kind of original by drummer Stan Levy and called Chris D. Tune number five, um, Rossellino carried this himself, and it was, this was his ballad feature, and of course it was Hoagie, Mark, uh, Hoagie Carmichael's Immortal Stardust. Then we went to the title track, which um, instead of being uh, an all-out crazy kind of piece of music, was uh, um, a medium-tempo blues, and it worked very well. And that tune, of course, called Free For All. Then we took things up a little higher in the tempo with uh, a nice bright version of an old standard by Ism Jones called There Is No Greater Love. And the final tune was uh, a tricky little Rossellino original called Sneaky Oso. And that wrapped up the album, Free For All. Not to be confused with an album by Art Blakey's Messengers, which came out way later, and that was also called Free For All, but that's a whole different ball of wax, if you will. So there you go. Frank Rossellino, the late lamented Mr. Rossellino. Great player. Hope you enjoyed the jazz feature, and we shall continue in a very few moments with um, some more music. And we shall carry on. The UBC Blood for Life Club wants your blood. But seriously, they do. On February 19th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., they're holding a campus blood drive in the Great Hall of the Nest, and you're invited. Why donate blood, you ask? Well, every minute of every day, someone in Canada needs blood. And cancer patients, transplant recipients, and accident victims need a lot. 30 minutes of your life can give someone the rest of theirs. So head down to the nest on February 19th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Well, I guess that one is a little late, but uh, still, the idea of giving blood is a very, very good idea. So, do that. The UBC Blood for Life Club wants your blood. See? <laughs> anyway, uh, that is um, what giving blood is all about. So, think about it and do it. CITR
Ah, yes, the familiar strains of Abdullah Ibrahim. Yeah, we played that uh, whole track uh, a few months ago. We'll have to do it again. But anyway, um, most of us who listen to this program know that it's an introduction to the weather forecast. Mm -hmm. Tonight is partly cloudy with some fog patches overnight. A little cool, down to plus one. Then tomorrow is going to be... Clearing, all the fog will be blown away, and we're going to have a nice sunny day tomorrow um, with a low of plus one and a high of seven. Not too bad. Wednesday is also going to be sunny with a low of minus two and a high of six. Then on Thursday, a bit of a downturn, a 60% chance of a shower with a low of minus one and a high of plus six. Then, uh, unfortunately, for the weekend, it looks pretty rainy. And Friday and Saturday, periods of rain with uh, lows between 3 and 4 and highs between 7 and 9. Sunday, yeah, same thing, periods of rain with a low of 3 and a high of 8. So uh, that's it. We've had a lot of rain, uh, but we've had some nice sunny days. And uh, the next few days, actually, um, we can enjoy. And they'll be nice and dry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, uh, for live streaming, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker and this is The Jazz Show. Something very interesting by none other than Miles Davis. Miles um, is thought of as... um, Well, uh, he was a very strong leader. He put together some of the greatest bands in the history of jazz. And um, many people thought of him as as being not a particularly um, generous person, but uh, he was so proud of this rhythm section that he put together. This was the rhythm section of the first great quintet, And, of course, um, it reunited um, later on as well. Uh, They had their differences of opinion, and um, Miles, of course, uh, began using some other people, with the exception of bassist Paul Chambers. Um, The first great quintet, of course, was formed in uh, the late summer of 1955. And, of course, um, and then... Uh, As I mentioned before, uh, this rhythm section was reunited on some uh, very important uh, albums. And I'm talking about pianist Red Garland, bassist Paul Chambers, of course, and drummer Philly Joe Jones. And Miles unselfishly featured a trio track on a couple of albums. And we're going to hear those two trio tracks that he did. Uh, that this rhythm section did under the auspices of Miles Davis. Uh, There was an album that came out on Prestige called Workin' with the Miles Davis Quintet, and of course it's one of his classics. But on here is a trio track, and it's a specialty of um, Miles Davis to feature his trio because he was very proud of putting together this magnificent uh, rhythm section but they could function on their own, of course, as we'll hear. So the first tune was written by Ahmad Jamal, 
and uh, it's called Ahmad's Blues. And interestingly enough, the second trio track, which is absolutely spectacular, is also basically a tune that was introduced to the jazz lexicon by Ahmad Jamal. Yes, and we're going to hear um, that same trio do their version of this old folk song called Billy Boy, which Miles um, gave over to the trio on his fabulous album, Milestones, which happens to be my favorite Miles Davis album. And I consider this one of the great albums in jazz history. So we're going to hear these two trio tracks. The first is the earlier one from the album Workin', and of course this later one came from uh, early 1958 from the Columbia album Milestones. So here then, Red Garland on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Philly Joe Jones on drums and Ahmad's Blues. Thank you. 
Well, Miles Davis, I think, knew what he was doing when he hired those three guys as his rhythm section, the rhythm section. And, of course, um, was very generous in giving them two features on two of his classic albums. The first um, piece of music was called Ahmad's Blues, and, of course, it was written by Ahmad Jamal, one of the great uh, pianists and, of course, was an influence on Miles Davis. And um, that, of course, was played by Red Garland at the piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and the great Philly Joe Jones on drums. And Miles turned that track over to his rhythm section on his album Workin', which came out on Prestige Records. A couple of years later, he dedicated a tune, again featured a tune, on one of his most important jazz albums for Columbia Records called Milestones. And, of course, the second tune we heard was actually Ahmad Jamal's arrangement of that tune, but Red Garland took it a little faster than Ahmad, and we heard the old folk tune, Billy Boy. And, of course, uh, what playing um, by all involved. It's an incredible piece of music, an incredible piano trio piece. So I hope you enjoyed those two um, pieces by Red Garland, Paul Chambers, and the great Philly Joe Jones. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9, of course, on live streaming, uh, citr.ca. And, uh, yeah, and we'll be back in uh, a couple of seconds. Have you ever thought about going abroad to study, work, volunteer, or learn a new language? Mark Tuesday, March 3rd in your calendar and get down to the Vancouver Convention Center East Building to find out how. All the experts under one roof, top universities, gap year specialists, and student travel organizations. Feature seminar starts at 1 p.m. and expo opens at 2 p.m. Admission is free. Check online at www.studyandgoabroad.com for more info. The Vancouver International Mountain Film Festival presents a climbing show featuring local climbers Kim and Graham McGrenery, who will talk about their adventures in Armenia, along with films from around the globe. The VIMFF will also present a ski program with local producer Ruben Krabbe, who will show his mind-blowing ski photographs and his short film Nebula. February 25th and 27th at 7.30, Frederick Wood Theatre at UBC. Tickets at www.vimff.org. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Well, today in uh, Vancouver, or in British Columbia, it is a family day, and of course it's a statutory holiday. In the United States of America, it is 
President's Day, and it's the day to honor all the presidents of the United States, with maybe one possible exception. But we, jazz lovers, have our president. He is our president, and he is our president for life. And I'm talking about the great tenor saxophonist, one of the what I call the second messiah of jazz, Lester Willis Young, born in Woodville, Mississippi. Lester Young became known as the president, and of course his nickname was Prez. And he came to um, public awareness, really, when he joined the Count Basie band in the mid-30s and became one of their chief soloists in that band. And, of course, all those bassy tunes that Lester was involved with are, are such classics. However, we're going to uh, take you to a little session that took place in Los Angeles in March of 1946 now, Lester Young was um, inducted into the U.S. Army. And, of course, people like Lester Young should not ever, ever be, in, um, be involved with the military. Um, it's just simply not in his DNA, and it wasn't. And, um, unfortunately, the draft situation in the United States... Um, he was trapped in, into the draft. He had avoided it for a long time. And had they, the draft board made any sense, they, they would have automatically uh, made him 4F. In other words, rejected him or, or, or put him behind a desk to serve his time rather than put him through boot camp and all that kind of stuff. It just didn't work. And, of course, he was uh, – Lester uh, was um, – infamously dishonorably discharged. He really didn't give a damn, but it affected his life a great deal because he was subject to all kinds of abuse, racial and otherwise, and uh, spent uh, a lot of time in the stockade. Anyway, when he emerged, um, he was back to doing what he loved, making music and playing with people that he loved. Interestingly enough, um, these three pieces we're going to hear were recorded for um, Jubilee broadcasts. Now, these Jubilee broadcasts were strictly for uh, African-American armed forces. And um, these, uh, the music was, of course, uh, there was some jazz, there was some entertainment, the jovial MC of these Jubilee broadcasts uh, was a guy named Ernie Whitman. And he was 300 pounds. He, used, uh, he was referred to the stomach that walked like a man. Ernie Whitman was um, a wonderful man, and you can hear kind of the irony. Uh, he has a few words with Lester here, and you can hear sort of the irony in, in Lester's voice because one of his tunes is about his time in the detention barracks. Uh, it's a very, very famous composition that Lester wrote called D.B. Blues. Anyway, we're going to hear three tunes with Lester Young and the great Nat King Cole on piano, Oscar Moore on guitar, Johnny Miller on bass, 
and Buddy Rich on drums. And um, we're going to hear three tunes. The first one is, of course, a tune, standard tune that Lester loved called These Foolish Things Remind Me of You. Then um, Lester's theme song, which is called Lester Leaps In. And then we're going to go to the, uh, the one about the detention barracks, D.B. Blues. Three classic performances with the King Cole Trio plus Buddy Rich, and all introduced by the inimitable Ernie Whitman. Here is our president, Lester Young. Oh, hi there, Gates. If you're getting nervous and planning to cut out, don't. Here's a mess of groovy glue. Stick around a while and listen closely. We haven't just an old tenor saxophone man coming up to Jubilee mic right now. No, sir. We'll only corral the big blow himself who's been away too long to suit us. Here he is, gents, Lester Young. Hi, <laughs> Lester, it's a real boot to see you've checked out of that khaki suit. Thanks, Ernie. As you see, I've even taken all the GI paint off my heart. Well, let's not just stand around talking, Lester. All of us are planning to hear some of that tenor chanting. Okay, Ernie, with the King Cole Tree and Buddy Rich on drums, we'd like to toy around with these foolish things. Oh. Thank you. 
too young. You can't get away with that. You got to do an encore this time now with Buddy Rich on the drums. Lester leaps in. It's great hearing you and the Hulk together on Jubilee. We'll never forget this visit. Neither will I, Ernie. Well, since you're first up, Lester, what's a good word on the solo section? Well, it's an original of mine, Ernie, and I call it the D.B. Blues. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
the real president, Lester Young, recorded uh, in Los Angeles in 1946 for the Jubilee shows. And these shows were for um, the uh, African-American Armed Forces members. And, of course, they showed up uh, in droves to listen to the great entertainment provided by, well, I guess the U.S. government. And this segment featured Lester Young on tenor saxophone with Nat King Cole at the piano, Oscar Moore on guitar, Johnny Miller on bass, and Buddy Rich on drums. And we heard three tunes. The host of the show, of course, was Ernie Whitman. And uh, as I mentioned before, he was a rather rotund individual, about 300 pounds, and a jovial host. And, of course, uh, he and Lester Young had a few words together uh, here, and you heard Lester's voice and uh, and Ernie's voice. Anyway, um, the tunes we heard, of course, we opened with one of Lester's ballad favorites called These Foolish Things Remind Me of You, then his theme song, Lester Leaps In, and then a tune dedicated to uh, his time in the Army, which uh, was mostly taken up in the detention barracks, and he called it the D.B. Blues. And, of course, um, Ernie Whitman, the host, um, understood the irony of that, and so did a few people. Anyway, Lester was now free from all of this kind of nonsense and uh, free to do what he did best. And then, of course, is make people happy with his music. We're going to hear some more Lester Young a little later on in the show. But right now, I'd like to change the pace and tell you about a show which is going to take place at the Rickshaw uh, Theater. And this is a wonderful band that is based in Seattle, and they are, like a lot of young bands, very eclectic. They take music from all kinds of sources and put it together in their own unique fashion. I'm not going to get into any of the names of the individuals here, but the band is called the Polyrhythmics, and they're going to be appearing uh, at the rickshaw on February 28th. And tickets for that show, you can get uh, your tickets in advance, are only $20. And they're available at High Life Records and Red Cat Records. And if you haven't heard this band, it really is, um, I know a lot of jazz listeners would uh, really appreciate the musicality of this band. And uh, they they really do do take uh, from a lot of wonderful sources and uh, make their music uh, very appealing and very presentable. So we're going to hear a couple of tunes by the Polyrhythmics. And uh, just to tell you once again that they're playing at the Rickshaw Theater on February 28th. Um, As I mentioned, tickets are $20. The show starts at 8 p.m. And they're going to be appearing with another Afrobeat group called... Caracata. So it's a double bill, but the the prominent ones, of course, is are this band, the Polyrhythmics. So here they are now with a couple of tunes. These are original compositions by the band. The first one is called Goldie's Road, and the second piece of music is called Spider Wolf. So here then, music by 
the polyrhythmics. Whoa, my engineering skills have once again gone down the drain. Okay, here they are now.
We heard three tunes from a band that's going to be appearing in Vancouver on Friday night at the Rickshaw Theater, February 28th. And that band is this Seattle-based band called the Polyrhythmics. And, of course, they, um, as a lot of younger bands do these days, they combine um, music from all over the world and kind of put it together in, uh, in a big oleo pot and uh, present it to you. And, of course, they're all obviously excellent musicians and, and uh, some really um, nice stuff from this album. And kind of give you an example of, uh, of the kind of music they do, which, of course, would be imminently listenable and danceable as well. So they'll be at the Rickshaw Theater. Um, $20 uh, will get you in. And you can buy advanced tickets at High Life Records or Red Cat Records at both of their uh, locations. High Life, of course, is down on Commercial Drive. So the Polyrhythmics will be appearing with some guests. And those guests are an Afrobeat group called Karakata. And so that's kind of a double bill. And, um, yeah, the Polyrhythmics. So we heard three tunes um, by the band. The first one was called Goldie's Road. The second one was called Spider Wolf. And the third tune that we heard was called Vodka for My Goat. Hmm. Okay. So that's it. The Polyrhythmics at the Rickshaw Theater, February 28th, Friday night. Music starts at 8 p.m. Here is the great uh, Gatto Barbieri. This is one of his own compositions, and it features Gatto, of course, on tenor saxophone, along with uh, Lonnie Liston-Smith at the piano, John Abercrombie, the late, great John Abercrombie on acoustic guitar, Jean-Francois Jenny Clark on bass, uh, Erto on drums, and... Jimmy Heath's son, James Matumi, on conga drums. So here then is Gato's composition entitled Bolivia.
and Atmospheric Peace by Gato Barbieri and uh, showing his uh, restraints. Um, sometimes Gato can really shout, but uh, here he's just kind of glided along here. This is his composition called Bolivia, and it featured uh, Gato, of course, on tenor saxophone, Lonnie Liston-Smith at the piano, John Abercrombie on guitar, Jean-Francois Jenny Clark on bass, uh, Erto Moriera on drums, and James Matume on conga drums, Bolivia. Gato Barbieri, and of course one of the great legends of the saxophone, originally from Argentina. Now we're going to change the pace, and uh, we're going to get down home with one of my favorite urban blues singers, and that's his name is none other than Joe Turner. They used to call him the singing bartender because when he attended bar in Kansas City, of course, he'd get up on the bandstand and sing with all these great musicians. So, But here he is in concert in Frankfurt. Uh, he was on tour with the Count Basie Orchestra of the time in the early 70s. So we're going to hear three tunes with uh, Joe Turner singing with uh, the Count Basie Band. And if there's solos, I'll tell you about them. Of course, in the Basie Band... Um, Count, of course, on piano, Freddie Green, always on guitar, Norman Keenan on bass, and Sonny Payne on drums, and the rest of the bassy-ites. So, we're going to hear Shake, Rattle, and Roll. We're going to hear Since I Fell for You, and we're going to hear Flip, Flop, and Fly. Here then, Joe Turner, in concert.
That was Joe Turner, Loose as a Goose, and having a great time singing in front of the Count Basie band. And we heard a whole bunch of tunes uh, with Joe and the band, all having a really relaxed and fun, good time in Frankfurt, recorded in uh, April of 1972. And the first tune we heard was uh, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. And then we went to a tune called by Buddy Johnson called Since I Fell for You. Then we heard um, another great classic tune called Flip, Flop, and Fly. And we finished with um, Every Day I Have the Blues, written by Memphis Slim. Actually, his real name was Peter Chapman. And the uh, saxophone solos, uh, the solo on Flip, Flop, and Fly was by Jimmy Forrest. And the saxophone solo on Every Day I Have the Blues was by... Eddie Lockjaw Davis, and of course, uh, the full Basie band, all these great guys. Um, we heard some trombone obligato, too, by Mel Wanzo on one of the earlier tunes, Since I Fell for You. And of course, in the rhythm section, uh, Count Basie, of course, on piano, leading the band, Freddie Green on rhythm guitar, uh, Norman Keenan on bass, and Sonny Payne on drums, and of course, Joe Turner and one of the great voices from Kansas City. Yes. We're going to return now. Well, we'd like to, uh, first of all, mention that you are listening, of course, to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9, or, of course, on your trusty computer, www.citr.ca. And uh, you'll have to excuse my uh, clumsy engineering on the Joe Turner thing. Uh, 
um, I had to start it over again. These things happen. I pushed the wrong button. Yeah, that's right. Well, nobody's perfect, and I'm not either, although I claim to be. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, we're going to carry on, but we would like to tell you about a couple of very important websites. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, and they have something special happening down on Granville Island, and it's 100% free. won't cost you a dime. It is a mini-festival. They used to call it Winteruption, but they dumped that name, and it's just um, the Granville Island uh, February Jazz Festival. It's kind of the idea of it is to kind of wipe away all the winter blues and um, it's really um, a great thing. And of course, it's all free. And some of our finest musicians, singers are all going to be down there and performing inside at Performance Works from February 21st to February 23rd. And it's all brought to you by the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. The great Don Pemberton will be there. She's one of the most incredible singers you could hear. Dave Sakula, uh, he's one of our finest guitar players. He'll be appearing with his quartet, uh, the Watermill Project. Bonnie Northgraves, she is one hell of a trumpet player, and she'll be performing with her quartet. And uh, the Itamar Erez Quartet, uh, Jamie Branch and Flyer Die, and Sick Boss is going to be there and also Lydia Hole. So all these performers are going to be there performing at Performance Works from February 21st to February 23rd. So get down to Granville Island. It's all free. And um, there you go. Um, these are evening performances, some of them. Some of them are also in the, in the daytime. And, of course, if you go... To the first one, you can pick up a, a schedule and find out who else is playing and what times they're playing and so on. On February 21st, for instance, um, Linda Hall starts things off at uh, 8 p.m. with a full band. And uh, she has a band. Uh, she's going to be back by a band full of R&B and soul hotshots. So she's a great. Uh, she performed at last year's jazz festival, and she's really well worth uh, listening to. But then Don Pemberton is going to be on at 9.20, and she'll take the stage, and she is something else. So if you're there on February 21st, which is a very good idea, then you can pick up uh, a schedule and find out um, all the other bands that are playing there. So that's a, a gift to you from the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. You can get on their website which is coastaljazz.ca. It's a very comprehensive website. It's also got the uh, schedules for Frankie's Jazz Club as well. And, of course, uh, other events that Coastal Jazz is uh, uh, producing throughout the year. And, of course, uh, as you know, they produce the big jazz festival every year. So that's coastaljazz.ca. And the other fine website uh, to check out is Brian Nation's website, which, of course, is vancouverjazz.com. It's a very comprehensive website as well. So coastaljazz.ca, 
VancouverJazz.com. And don't forget Pat's Pub every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 7 at Pat's Pub. Some of our finest musicians perform there. And there is never a cover. There never will be, never has been, and there it is. All you have to do is show up and uh, head on in. And there's a whole variety of uh, nice beverages there, good food, comfortable atmosphere inside, uh, great sound, good sound, uh, sight lines, all that kind of stuff. Pat's Pub, every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 7. Yes, all right. We're going to return to some music with Lester Young, the president. This time in the company of some other musicians. This is again from these famous Jubilee shows. This one takes place on Earth Day in 1946. And we're going to hear Lester Young along with the other titan of the tenor saxophone, Coleman Hawkins. Now, these two guys virtually invented two different concepts of the tenor saxophone. And some people followed one, and a lot of people followed the other. And it was Lester who came along because everyone was sounding like Coleman Hawkins at one time. Lester came along and gave someone and gave the whole world a whole other alternative uh, to the tenor saxophone. And, of course, his influences uh, go on down the line. People like Sonny Rollins, Stan Getz, John Coltrane, um, Gene Ammons, uh, all influenced by Lester Young. There's so many of them to, to mention. Anyway, Hawk, Hawkins and Lester Young, these two giants of the tenor saxophones, are on here with Buck Clayton on trumpet, Kenny Kersey on piano, and the great uh, Irving Ashby on guitar, Billy Hadnot on bass, and one of my favorite drummers, Shadow Wilson. And we're going to hear um, a jam session version of I Got Rhythm by George Gershwin and another Gershwin tune following that, uh, Lady Be Good. And we're going to end with Sweet Georgia Brown, all played by the Jubilee All-Stars, featuring Lester Young, the president. So here we go. Thank you. 
This was an all-star band recorded in 1946 for the black American um, soldiers. And the program was called Jubilee. And this, these were the Jubilee All-Stars. And it featured two of the most incredible saxophonists in the history of jazz, the president, Lester Young, and Coleman Hawkins. Now, Lester Young soloed first on all of these pieces, and Hawkins soloed was the second tenor saxophone solo. And, of course, uh, on trumpet, the great Buck Clayton. Kenny Kersey on piano, and some fine guitar work by Irving Ashby. Billy Hadnot on bass, and one of my favorite drummers, Shadow Wilson. All of this was recorded in front of a live audience on Earth Day, 1946. And we heard three tunes. We opened with Gershwin's uh, I Got Rhythm. Then we followed that up with uh, Gershwin's Lady Be Good. And the final tune, of course, was the very famous Sweet Georgia Brown, all put together by these great musicians, jamming together. And uh, these were the called the Jubilee All-Stars. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9, of course, live streaming, www.citr.ca. We're going to take you back to Birdland, great legendary club, Broadway and 52nd Street in New York City. This is the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop. This is a rare version of Mingus's famous anthem, Raging Against the Racial Injustices that he felt and that uh, are still very prevalent in our country to the south, our friend to the south, and, well, here too in Canada. This is uh, the Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop with my good friend Charles McPherson on alto saxophone, one of the great voices of that instrument. And Charles is 80 years old now, and he's uh, performing all over the world. Um, He's one of the great living legends. But here he is uh, on this 1962 Airshot recording from Birdland. Charles McPherson on alto saxophone, Richard Williams notes on trumpet, the great and Mingus's favorite tenor saxophonist, Booker Irvin, is here. Jackie Byard on piano, Danny Richmond on drums, and of course, Charles Mingus on bass. And this is Fables of Fathers. What are you going to do now, Charles? All right, here's Mr. Faubus from the uh, um, Columbia album, Mr. Faubus.
Bob as we go right into the chicken pie. Everybody, a great big hand for Charlie Mingus, Workshop All-Stars, here at Birdland, the Jazz Concert World. Just remind you that... Uh-huh, Symphony said. Uh, of course, um, <laughs> Mr. Mingus didn't like to be called Charlie either. Um, and I'm sure he let Mr. Uh, Symphony said know that after uh, the radio broadcast. Anyway, this was Mingus live. The recording quality wasn't all the greatest because this was taken off the air. And uh, this was a live broadcast from Birdland in New York City uh, that took place March the 24th, 1962. And we heard um, Charles Mingus uh, famous diatribe against racism and all the injustices that uh, African Americans and others in the U.S. of A. Uh, experience and everywhere else. And of course, um, I guess we could say this is a small tribute uh, to Black History Month because it's it is all of this month is Black History Month. So we heard Fables of Phobos. It's one of Mingus's most famous compositions with um, Charles MacPherson on alto saxophone, who soloed first, Richard Williams on trumpet, who soloed second, Booker Irvin on tenor saxophone, uh, was the uh, third soloist, uh, Jackie Byard on piano, Danny Richmond, of course, on drums, and Charles Mingus on bass. We heard two tunes, actually, um, The Fables of Phobos, of course, who I... Uh, mentioned, and the um, set closer is a little thing that Mingus cooked up called Eat That Chicken. So um, there you go. That was uh, Mingus's theme song at, at the time, and he always closed the, the sets with that tune, kind of um, rinky-tink, ho- hokey kind of version, and uh, just to kind of leaven sometimes the seriousness of um, the previous music selections. The great, late, and lamented Charles Mingus. That's it for another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker, and I'd like to thank you very much for being with us this evening. If you were here for just a part of the show, good. If you were here for the whole show, wonderful. And we do this every Monday night starting at 9 p.m., and we carry on until well after midnight. Right here at CITR-FM 101.9, or, of course, for live streaming, CITR.ca. So on behalf of uh, CITR, The Jazz Show, and yours truly, we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care.
Thank you.